Thanks, Nisa. Matthew Joby Duval is back with us again today for another Crypto RFQ. Uh, Matthew, CoinList, tell us what is going on in the markets this week. So clearly, everybody's very excited with the 12,000 number on Bitcoin. Yeah. A lot of going around the stock to flow graph showing that the next red dot is going to be extremely exciting. It's great. You know, crypto is very correlated to the price of Bitcoin, whether we like it or not. Whatever you're building, if Bitcoin sinks, then we are all in trouble. So it's really great for the industry. Yeah. Well, and there's been some interesting movement in the futures market this week, too. So talk to us a little bit about the futures curve. What's happening? Absolutely. So the futures curve has held a very strong contango since, you know, the last few months. Mm -hmm. uh, since March, uh, after the quick move in liquidation, we moved back into a raging contango and it has stayed there for quite a while, while perpetual swap funding rates uh, have been pretty close to flat. So it's very interesting to look at why futures would stay so heavily contangled, meaning that some people bought those futures, right, and brought right. them to a spot price, while the perpetual swap seems to be, you know, no funding, meaning there is no real positioning going on on those uh, on those instruments. At least, no imbalance of positioning. Mm -hmm. So, um, one thing that's very interesting to to notice is that really perpetual swaps and futures are used for completely different use cases. Perpetual swaps, what you will realize is that when there is a run up in the Bitcoin price, such as the one that we saw a week ago, mm -hmm. uh, perpetual swap funding rates tend to blow up. Why is that? Well, it's because the perpetual swap is the most liquid instrument out there, also the most cash efficient instrument out there to put on a position very quickly. Mm -hmm. Why does that matter? It's really because when the price of Bitcoin runs up, there is FOMO developing and investors, traders, whales buy Bitcoin, right? They buy Bitcoin from OTC desks. Yep. These OTC desks hedge these trades by buying Bitcoin, but not cash Bitcoin because that's extremely cash inefficient. They hedge perpetual swap. Bitcoin, which, you know, use a lot less margin, of course. When they do that, by pressuring the price of the perpetual swap higher, they push the funding rates higher, meaning that, you know, the longs have to pay the shorts, and so you get penalized for being long Bitcoin. However, futures, as I said, do not really have that dynamic. Why is that? Well, actually, if you look at futures, they trade about five to ten times less than the perpetual swap. So they're really not the instrument of choice when it comes to hedging order flow. However, they are a great instrument in that they guarantee you a price for Bitcoin in the future when the perpetual swap doesn't allow you to do that. Right. For example, if you were to go long perp, short futures, you have no idea how much the perp is going to charge you or pay you in funding rate. My, we can go into details if you're interested, but basically the futures uh, are completely used to hedge minor flow, and that is USD borrowing flow, while the perpetual swap is used to, to hedge OTC flow. So, I mean, it's a different market for different people with different investment strategies. So that it, it, there's not necessarily the overlap that we might assume. I think that's, that's what you're trying to say. Necessarily an arbitrage between both. You could say, well, futures are trading at a solid contango, so I could go long the perp, short the future and cash in the difference. That works as long as there is no big run up in Bitcoin price. Mm -hmm. Not because the trade has basis, the trade has zero delta, just because then the perp would cost you a lot of money to carry the long position. So it's still safer to play it via spot. The futures really are used by lending desks who are taking miners Bitcoin, uh, selling that Bitcoin spot to generate the cash that they then lend on to miners, 
and then along the futures out in the curve to hedge the delta position that just generated. That pushes up the contango. Now, how can the market make money of that? Well, it's great. You just can buy spots, right? If you have USD, you can buy spot and sell futures. And voila, you just made money. So that's why USD is in such high demand right now. It's, you know, 10, 12, 15% APR because it's so profitable to have USD because buy Bitcoin with it, sell the future, sit on the position and profit. Fascinating. Um, so Bitcoin uh, finally did make some moves. We were talking about that a couple of weeks ago. It had been pretty flat. Um, but, you know, there was a knock-on effect on the alt space and, and the DeFi market. So, you know, give us, give us a quick overview of how the Bitcoin price going up has impacted uh, the DeFi space and altcoin space. Yeah, absolutely. So the, the ratio ETH to BTC has been extremely strong. And, you know, you see all the ETH maximalists. Ah, the flippening is finally coming. Really, is the tree that hides the forest. ETH has had an okay performance versus Bitcoin. It has also relatively underperformed in the last 12 months. But what's going on in ETH is what's under the hood, the RC20s. Right. There is a lot of activity in DeFi currently with these projects spinning up new tokens that are being paid as incentives, really airdropped for free mm -hmm. to you protocols uh, and kind of generating insane valuations with, you know, stories that are hard to believe, such as tokens that trade $50 one day, zero the next. Clearly, be very careful and invest only what you can lose and, uh, and do your own research. Uh, but DeFi is clearly uh, very, very exciting at the moment. A lot of people want to invest in the space, want to believe in the space. Uh, from my perspective, I think one of the most promising projects, uh, actually, that realized already a decent amount of performance is Curve which is essentially paying you to pool assets uh, in, in those uh, you know, five or six liquidity pools. Now you're ending up with a stable coin pool that is $700 million big. That means that any trader can come in today and hedge 100 million USDC for 100 million USDT, that is swap the one for the other and pay 10 basis points. That is mind blowing. If you try to do the same trade on Kraken, that would cost you maybe 1%. Yeah. So, Say whatever you want about DeFi and about, you know, I sometimes make fun of it and say, well, you know, these projects are, you know, it's so hot air. Actually, something really useful got built and traders can profit from that and access a quasi-infinite pool of uh, stable coins that they can trade in and out of. Yeah. Matt, it's always a pleasure to have you on. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks, Sarah. I'll talk to you next time.